Welcome to another edition of the Coaches Show with Bruins head coach Jason Tatarnik. Uh, coach, let's go back to the Melville game on Tuesday. First off, here uh, I thought it was a much more competitive game. Did it feel a lot different on the bench than maybe previous games against uh, the Millionaires? Yeah, I thought Melville had a really good start, and I thought they played very well in the first period. Uh, they were working extremely hard. Um, they were putting some pressure on us, and uh, you know, I give them credit. They had a real good first period. And, and left with a one nothing lead after after it was over. You know, one thing I noticed, and I'm, again, officiating penalties, it's been a topic around the league, as you know, but only three penalties called in that game until some rough stuff at the end. Um, I thought that led to some better flow in that game than maybe some of the previous games. Would you agree with that? Uh, you know, it's, it's a tough job for officials. Um, you know, you want to keep the game clean. And you're trying to keep the flow going. So it's not an easy task. Um, you know, my preference is, is uh, you know, if there's a penalty, call it. You know, if it's a penalty, it's a penalty. If it's not, it's not. And then uh, just, you know, manage the game that way. And, uh, you know, as coaches and players, we can adjust to that. And um, But I don't think too much was happening in that game, to be honest. So, you know, uh, it's kind of, I don't want to say it was easy for the referees, but, uh, you know, they didn't have to manage much. So they, they kept the flow going. And, and eventually we had a, a power play in the third. And um, so, you know, it's just the, just the way it goes sometimes. And, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting to see game by game how you know, each team plays differently. So it, it, it truly is a game by game situation. So one penalty that was called was the 10-minute misconduct on Mark Rumsey to start the game. I've never seen that in, in my years covering, covering hockey, but I, I'm wondering if, if you could shed some light on what happened there. Our theory in the press box was it was some kind of violation from the warm-up. Yeah, you know what? They all know um, what the consequences are for staying out too long for warm-up. You know, it's 15 minutes. If you go past the 15 minutes, you're going uh, um, to be serving 10 minutes at the start of the game. And... Uh, same with uh, the red line violation. If you cross the red line, touch a puck, cross the red line, enter the team's zone, you're going to be serving the 10 also. So um, they've been told about it numerous times. And I think uh, once you see a player serve it, I think uh, they'll set some fear into them. So he, he is just a case of him staying on the ice past the buzzer too long, right? Is that what it was? Yeah. He, I, you know, sometimes players need to get some extra shots in, I guess, so. Um, they have their rituals, but they just have to adjust their rituals to be before the 15 minutes is up. All right. Uh, we'll leave that one there. Uh, okay, Casey Heemstra uh, traded back to Drumheller after you acquire him from in the Griffin Asham Moreau's trade. Can you take me through how that all kind of played out? He never did play a game here. Yeah. It's, um, so we did acquire Casey, and um, unfortunately, Casey's not vaccinated and, uh, so he doesn't meet the eligibility requirements to play in our league as of right now um you know he had to make a decision to, to be vaccinated and then if he did he's gonna have to wait um you know he, <clears throat> he couldn't play again until he was until 14 days after he was fully vaccinated so you know you're looking at over a month and a half almost so um we talked about it and we both felt that uh, the best thing for him and his hockey future is not to be sitting out for a month and a half. So we uh, we moved his rights back to Drumheller and then um, then we uh, we had discuss- discussions what the compensation was going to be for Griff. 
Okay, Zach Burns comes back the other way. Uh, where does he fit into your lineup? He's he's a big body that skates well and should supply very well. So, um, you know, he's a player that we would have been very interested in if um, you know, that was the piece to begin with. Uh, he's an 18-year-old, so he's a year younger than Casey. And I, I think he brings a lot to the table. Um, I think he's going to do very well for us. And we'll get to see him tonight in action. And, and uh, I guess we'll see what he's all about. Yeah, okay, he's in tonight. Uh, okay, Keegan Little missed the past couple games. Uh, what's the latest on his status? No, he, he's been cleared. He'll be playing tonight, so uh, Keegan will be back in the lineup. All right, is uh, and I mean we'll we'll see the lineup, but uh, are you putting him back with Rumsey and Puglia? Uh, <laughs> uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe not. All right. Uh, as of right now. You'll you'll see Sartor and Rumsey and and uh, okay. pull it out together. Which was a unit, which was a combo last game. Okay, uh, last question, Coach uh, Weyburn. This weekend, uh, you haven't seen them in over a month. They've made some big changes to their roster, obviously since then. Uh, their former captain uh, Dante Ballerin is gone. Same thing with with Joseph Young and Net. Um, so they've made some significant moves. What you expect from the Red Wings this weekend? Uh, we, we watched them a few times play here now, and. Um, you know they're going to continue to work hard, and like they did at the start of the season, they work hard. Um, you know it's important for us to defend well, and I think if we kind of stick to our game plan, we'll create some chances. And it's going to come down to execution and discipline. And uh, yeah, they're a good hockey team, and we just have to be ready. That's this week's coaches show with Jason Tatarnik.